Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Turn in your Bibles to Luke chapter 4. This message is chapter 4, verse 14 through 30, Heal Thyself. And it says, verse 21, he began to say to them, today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Now, from the context of what we read, and as Luke was compiling this, probably whoever he heard this from, maybe Mary, told him this is the point of the sermon, probably, because this is probably not all that Jesus said. He probably said a lot more than just this. If this is all he said, that's the shortest sermon of all time, and talk about clarity, right? It's like, here's the scripture. Hey, it's fulfilled today. What's interesting about him saying this is fulfilled today is as he's reading it, he's reading it in the first person. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me to preach the gospel to the poor and all those things. And he's anointed me. And Jesus says today this is fulfilled in your hearing. And they understood this to be a messianic psalm. And they also understood that this was Jesus claiming to be the fulfillment, claiming to be the Messiah as he said these things. Jesus preached this sermon, starting with the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. And and that's how he went out from in his ministry with the Spirit of the Lord upon him. He was preaching in the Spirit of the Lord. He was working in the Spirit of the Lord. Now he's reading that the Spirit of the Lord is upon him. And what is the Spirit of the Lord, the filling of the Holy Spirit, doing within Jesus. And he, he gives this description as he preaches this sermon, as he reads this section, the first thing is to preach the gospel to the poor. Well, what does that mean? You know, we can think about, you know, and I, and certainly it's true that Jesus went to the, the marginalized. He went to those who were, were in the, in the poor communities. Jesus didn't set up his shop in, in the most opulent neighborhood in Jerusalem and, and preach to those people so that he could have a good paycheck in a nice place. No, he went out into the villages and into the, into the Samaritan villages even. He preached the gospel to some very, very poor people. But is that what this means? Well, certainly it can mean that, but I think it means much more than that. I think what he's talking about is he's going to preach the gospel to those who are spiritually bankrupt. Remember what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5? He said, blessed are the poor in spirit. And so he goes to preach to those who, who realize I'm in spiritual poverty, not just physically poor, not just financially ruined, but I'm bankrupt in spirit. And I need something. I, I know I'm empty. And I need to be filled. And that's what Jesus says, blessed are the poor in spirit, for they shall be filled. To heal the brokenhearted. Now you think about this on, on just a physical level and you know people who are brokenhearted, their hearts are breaking because of loss or pain or, or difficulty in their life. And he's going to come and speak a good word to those people, isn't he? And sometimes that's what we need is just a comforting word, someone to come alongside and say, hey, it's going to be okay, Jesus is in control, or I love you and I'm with you. 
but but then there's also those situations where a woman is is suffering from a flow of blood for 12 years and, and she's spent all of her money on doctors and suffered many things from those doctors and she's broken hearted about her condition and says if i could just touch the hem of his garment then i will be i will be healed and she comes and she's physically healed which also takes away her heartbreak and so it could be more than just somebody who's going through a hard time to proclaim liberty to the captives. And of course, there's those who are, are captive in, in prisons or, or cells or, or maybe even just in their mind with difficulties that they're going through in their life. But what about the captive who is captive to leprosy or captive to, to disease? And so there's captivity to sin, there's captivity to physical ailment, and Jesus healed all those people. To recovery of, recovery of the sight of the blind. And of course, we see Jesus do this often. You know, sometimes he spits and makes a mud ball and sticks it in somebody's eyes. Sometimes he, you know, spits in somebody's eye. You know, and he's, or sometimes he just touches somebody. You know, and they're healed of this blindness or whatever. My favorite one is John chapter 9. And, and I think that ironically and maybe I don't know exactly how you'd describe it, but the guy goes to the, the chief priest, shows himself to them, and they're saying, you know, hey, you know, give glory to God. This man's a sinner. You know, Jesus, he's a sinner. Give glory to God that your eyesight's restored. And, and he said, and he said something so profound. He says, whether he's a sinner, I do not know. But what I do know is I was blind and now I see. And I think when we look at that, we, we realize it was a physical healing, but I think we also realized that there was probably something more to that. It was a spiritual healing as well. I can see clearly. I know that Jesus, I, I, you know, I know Jesus did this to me. And now I see my eyes are open to him. How many of you guys have felt like your eyes were open when Jesus came into your life? I don't know about you, but man, when I was not a Christian and then I became a Christian, it was like the Wizard of Oz. You know, like where I'm living in black and white and then I get saved and all of a sudden everything's living color. It was just, it was just such a difference and almost, almost physically I could see differently. I mean, it's just crazy. I just remember going outside and looking for the first time after being saved and it just seemed like the trees were greener and the birds were singing. It was just like something had changed. And he opens our heart and our eyes to things we never saw before and to set at liberty those who are oppressed. When you think of those who maybe are depressed, oppressed by, by the government, those who are under the rule of Rome, or maybe they're oppressed by demons, and Jesus casts the demon out. Now, we, we've talked about all these different things, and I've talked about the physical healing and the miraculous healing of somebody's sight or, or leprosy or whatever, and, and then we've also talked about the healing of somebody's broken heart or the, the, the spiritual, spiritual sight being given to a person who is spiritually blind. And, and let me ask you a question about that. Which are we more excited about? I mean, really. I, I mean, if somebody says, hey, Fred got saved. Oh, that's so awesome. Or, or somebody comes to you and says, Fred got hit by lightning. He was dead. They prayed for him and he came back from the dead. Are you kidding me? Which is better? A physical healing, a tent repair? Or a spiritual healing that, that leads to everlasting life? 
I think we have our priorities mixed up a little bit when we think about these things. Because there's people who chase the signs and wonders and, oh, and, and praise the Lord when God heals. I mean, we love that. I've experienced physical healing. In fact, last it was it was last Sunday, Sunday before I came to church, and it was the lady that was visiting. And she said, I just want to let you know, I haven't been here for a year, but but I just want to let you know that last time I was here, remember I was telling you about those physical, those problems I was having, and you guys laid hands on me and prayed for me. She said, I want you to know the Lord healed me on that day. And And what an encouragement to know that God still does those things, but is that what we live for? No. No, that's, again, just tent repair. We're, these old tents, they're tattered and torn, and, and someday they're just going to give up on us. And, and you know, they do, right? We lose people, and, and yet we know that they have an eternal home in the heavens. They have a, 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 a spiritual body, it tells us in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. They have, not made with hands, in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, that our mortal is going to put on immortality. Death is going to be swallowed up in life. I mean, that's what we live for. That's what we're excited about. We're not excited. We don't rejoice. Jesus tells us, don't rejoice that the demons are subject to you, but rejoice that your names are written in the book of life. See, that's that's where our priorities so often can get mixed up. Because yes, God can heal. Yes, God can, can raise somebody. Yes, God can do the miraculous. But that's just so temporary. So we can't live for that. We have to live for the eternal. And so when I think of this passage, although you can interpret a lot of it as supernatural, and certainly it means that as well, there's also a different supernatural of spiritual healing that takes place in the ministry of Jesus. And, and you know, this is a message of comfort that Jesus is giving. He's, it's, it's about preaching the gospel to the poor and healing the brokenhearted. It's comforting those who are mourning. Now, someone once said that Jesus comes to comfort the afflicted, and yet he also comes to afflict the comfortable. And I think that that's sometimes what we need more than the comfort. This section ends with, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Literally, this is the time of God's favor upon the world. In your sight. He says this in his hometown. And they're all in attendance. They're all excited. What does Jesus have to say to us? This is the acceptable year of the Lord. This is the time of God's favor. You guys are witnessing what everybody's been praying for and waiting for. What's interesting is Jesus, he leaves out part of the verse. He didn't finish the reading. Because the very next thing he says, the very next thing this verse says in Isaiah 62, 2 part B is, and the day of vengeance of our God. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening. And remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.